0: Jackety chick, check it, he check. Jack. Jack, check, 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 check. check, check. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. Oh, I would l- we got like a bonus guest. <laughs> <laughs> so we
1: have we have Valentina Trevino with me today who's the producer of the film.
0: Hello. Oh, fantastic. Okay, cool. So let me just go into my notes so I can make sure I don't mess that up. All right. Oh, and look, right. you've even uh, phonetically put your name in there so that uh, the ignorant can get it yeah it's uh that's okay i was pretty sure i was i was i'm one of the first people that's pretty sure how to pronounce uh voytek because uh i taught for a while at a polish bilingual school i'm not polish i was oh, teaching on the english side dear. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm highly uh, I'm familiar at least. <laughs> so wow. I wasn't gonna be like I wasn't gonna be like uh, why why would you check it? Yeah, I wasn't. Gonna... That's,
1: that's <laughs> a, that sounds so familiar. So many people say it just like that. That's true. You know? Yeah. So no, no, so no. you have met before?
0: Sorry, one more time. You just glitched there for a second.
1: So you so you have met void text before and then the have.
0: One. yes yes i have yeah wow. yeah yeah wow. yeah i know i'm very lucky i'm very lucky to have been exploited right. ex, uh ex uh, engaged with the world of voytex <laughs> yeah Excellent. Excellent. okay That's so really good. yeah if so, you give me two seconds i know we're recording right now but clearly i'm not going to use this part it is also just so you know Um, The way that we operate this is that it's uh, purely an audio podcast. So you don't have to worry about uh, anything that you say Uh, it's uh, pre-recorded. I will edit it a bit, but only just to tighten it up um, uh, to kind of kill pauses or anything like that. Um, That's how it'll it'll go online. And then once it goes to air, it is uh, that's when I'll start to have to cut a little bit for time just due to our, our program constraints once we're on the air. Kind of thing but yeah it's gonna uh it's gonna air n- this friday which is the opening day of the festival so yeah there you go and it to be online for that so i'll tag you guys and all that stuff so i'm just gonna go back to my notes real quick here so i can get uh ashley's name now can you do me a favor can you help me uh spell your name it was ashley right
1: Uh it's Val- valentina oh my no. Valentina, i'm, I'm going to type it in in the in the chat for you sure oh, froze.
0: valentina and sorry hello. valentina what's your last name again
1: hello uh-oh we are okay. Um,
0: okay all right so i just sure and i'll just copy and paste okay. it basic kind of thing oh all right trevino right yes yes okay cool Let me go back there and uh is it producer co-producer executive producer executive oh. producer executive producer okay All right. And then, Wojcik, uh, I just have a couple of questions here just to, to clear up information, just so I don't blow it. Um, I have director, producer and editor, but I know that at the end of the film, it said executive producer, but it wasn't like a really long crawl of uh, of credits at that point. So uh, what's more appropriate director, producer, editor or director, executive producer, editor?
1: We, we are co executive producers, so I guess I guess more appropriate would be director executive producer. Cool yeah Yeah. I just want
0: to make sure that I mean because you know the stuff once it's out there it's permanent so. Okay, Okay. and let's see was there anything else I needed to double check on. No. I think that's good. Okay, cool. So, All right, so like I said, uh, if there's anything you want to reboot, it's totally cool. Uh, You can do that no problem at all. And uh, I'm just gonna pause for two seconds and then we'll get right at it. All right. Joining me via Zoom today on Moving Radio are two people that are involved with the documentary feature-length film, Fearless. It's going to be screening as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival. And uh, you can catch it streaming online at calgaryundergroundfilm.org from April 23rd to May 2nd. My guests today are Wojciech Lawrence, who's the director, executive producer, and editor, and also Valentina Trevino who's an executive producer on this film. Fearless focuses on a nonprofit boxing gym in a small town in Texas, but uh, it's a much deeper story than that. Uh, Wojciech and Valentina, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you, it's great to be here. Now, the two, I guess, central figures And it always sounds weird when we're talking about documentaries and it's like you never (laughs) want to refer to people's characters because these are real people with real lives, right? We have Nancy Wagner and James Reyna who operate the fearless gym. So in order to give our audience a little bit of context, let us know how this film shows that their boxing gym provides a space where participants have a safe, educational and encouraging place to learn their skills. So
1: usually when you think about a boxing gym, you're, you're thinking about a, a bunch of people who are really into boxing, right? <laughs> Fighting. And, and, <laughs> and sometimes you would assume, if you don't know much about, about the sport, that you would assume that these, these people really might be um, really eager to fight. And when you go into, into that gym, you realize that uh, this place is, is really much, much more than that. And when you go to that place, you, you have an opportunity to meet some really interesting characters and you realize very quickly that it's not just a place where people go to practice, to train boxing, but it's actually a place that, that acts as a, as, as, as a sort of uh, refuge for many people who, are, um, who come from unfortunate circumstances. So you have, uh, you have people who escape bullying, for example, and they find the boxing gym to be a place where they can um, build up their, their self-esteem. Uh, you have many people who see boxing as really their ticket way out of poverty in, in, in a way. And uh, this is where you mentioned Nancy and James. They are not who you would usually Think of when you think about the managers of a boxing gym for them it's really m- more important to to take care of the community think take, take care of the young people in the in the community
2: yeah and it's a place also where if a parent comes seeking help because they're having problems with their kids they they will go there and ask for help which is you wouldn't think of a place like that a place where parents go and say hey i'm having problems with my kid he's going in a wrong in the wrong direction can you please help me and they say of course bring your kid let's see what we can do
0: well i thought it was really fascinating because one of the aspects that that i guess people might not assume that they would see in this gym is the fact that it is so focused on the sense of community, as opposed to just being like, oh, uh, traditionally you see one boxer's journey. j and Leslie are two of the members of the Fearless Boxing Club uh, that the film focuses on. So maybe let's talk a little bit about who they are and the journey that you follow in their in this film, but as well as some of the other young boxers that you chose to focus on, just to give uh, listeners a bit of an insight into their journeys. Do
1: you want to talk about j a little bit?
2: Yes, uh, Gerald, uh, he stole my heart. He is a little boy that has a dream, which is huge to help his family. And his mom is sick. And one of his main objectives is to you know, become a boxer so he can provide medical care for his mother. And he's a little boy that goes there taking punches, giving it all to, to help his family get out of a bad situation and and the whole family is there rooting for him and also all the other members of the gym they want him to succeed and go and accomplish his dreams so you see this little boy going to the ring getting beat up and it's just like amazing because it's a sense of determination courage and oh my god who does that i think i wouldn't do it
1: yeah, I, I think I think when you when you mentioned he's a little boy, he's like eight years old, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's he's only eight years old, and and he has a dream of becoming a professional boxer, and it's it's in it's in a film actually. We we ask him what what does he want? What does he want out of his career? And it's a, there is a really uh, moving and telling moment when he says, well, he wants to become a professional boxer, so that he can help his mom. And he can he can hire a nurse for his mom. I mean that's coming from an eight eight year old kid, an eight year yeah. old uh, <laughs> Hispanic kid. You know we, we shot we shot this movie in in Texas in Conroe, Texas, and you know this is this is him uh, speaking Spanish and and saying that this is what he wants. The reason why he's training, the the reason why he's not just training, spending hours every day because he he trains every single day. Again, an eight year old kid training at least an hour in the gym every single day including saturdays and sundays and his big dreams is is to hire a nurse for his uh, for his mom and yeah yeah i mean he's he's just one of the many characters in that characters people, people real people in that in that gym and he's very much representative of the of the spirit of who who's there
0: Yeah, and I think that's what makes this film uh, incredibly unique is the humanity of the film Fearless. We are joined via Zoom today by Wojciech Lawrence, uh, who is director, executive producer, and editor on this film Fearless, and Valentina Trevino, an executive producer on this documentary as well. Of course, you can catch it as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival from April 23rd to May 2nd, and that's at calgaryundergroundfilm.org, where you can stream all the films. So boxing has been used as, you know, in narrative films and also in documentaries before as this, you know, metaphor for perseverance and so many other things. But like I was saying before, (coughs) what makes this film stand out is how Nancy and James are so deeply engaged in the lives of their boxers and not just necessarily their success. So talk to us a little bit about how this film is really um, a vehicle about community. Through the lens of sport,
1: you know there is a there. There are several scenes in the documentary where James and Nancy talk about um, people who, who are in the gym, and when you just what they talk about, they talk about the fact that one of the persons who wants to work there spent night, almost spent a night outside the gym. So they can be there in the morning for the morning shift. They, they, they talk about the fact that one of the one of the people one of the young people who, who attends the gym and again wants to work there um, had to drop out of college because they didn't have enough money for, for books, books for books. and, and they, there is well,
2: a scholarship sc- by the way. Even, even
1: though that person had a scholarship and they are talented and they' are hardworking, they had to drop out of college was be- not enough because, because that wasn't enough. So you see, there is another scene in the documentary where Nancy, Nancy is the manager of the gym. She talks to one of the young people and, and the conversation you would think in the gym would be about boxing, but no, the conversation here was about, hey, we need you back in school. What can we do to get you back in school? And uh, I, I find that scene to be very moving when when the, when the young kid, well he's uh, 17, 18, 18 years old, when he's kind of resigned, saying, "Well, you know, I, I tried. I don't really want to talk about it," and Nancy keeps pushing, and and she says, and I feel this is very telling. She says, "You you not you're not gonna do it alone. We'll we'll help you with that. You're not you're not alone in the, on this journey. We will we will help you out."
2: But you have to get back to school.
1: But you have to but you have to get back to school. Yeah. So the so the role the role that Nancy and James play in these in the lives of these kids. Um, it's, it's, it's extremely important, it really, I, I think one of the things that the film does, it exposes that there is a, a safety net of source missing that these kids are falling through and it is up to people in the community like Nancy and James to catch them and try to help them out. Again, we are talking about hardworking and, and talented kids who want to study, they want to work I mean, I mean, they are in the gym every single day for hours, training, you can see that they're hardworking, good kids. And somehow they still find themselves in a situation where they cannot afford to go to college or, or you know, they cannot afford basic necessities. There is a scene where, where Nancy talks about one of the kids going hungry and not having nothing to eat uh, that day. And, and again, oh, and there's, I'm, I'm sorry, there's, an, there's another scene in the film where Nancy and James actually jokingly say that uh, instead of having a, another workout room in the back of the gym, they should, they should just convert that space into rooms for these kids to sleep in because they have no place to sleep. So I think, I think these are like little examples that show you, that show you the true priorities of the gym owner James and the gym manager Nancy, and what really, what is it that they really,
0: really care about? Well, I think that's. Sorry, go ahead, Valentina.
2: Oh yeah, I think the gym is like, I I don't know, represents, I guess, in a way, the struggles of minorities and immigrants, and you have a very good taste a very good taste i mean a very good sample of what this struggles and these dreams and what their lives look like
0: i I feel like that's what puts this film into a different category than maybe just being what the the optics of it from the outside are is that it's just a, a boxing film you know this is really about that community. This is about uh, socioeconomic issues that happen in there. This is about, um, you know, some cultural identification. So was that the plan from the very beginning to highlight that is, is being the kind of background for this film, or did you kind of fall into that almost when you looked at this, Jim, and you said, there's so much more going on than just young people trying to elevate themselves through boxing.
1: Well, I, I have to say that was kind of the plan from the, from the very beginning. We, we learned about this gym. We learned um, through a, a colleague of mine that there is this wonderful place that is really there to help the community. Uh, as a, as a as filmmakers, we saw an opportunity to, to, to capture something that's, that's very visual because of course, boxing is very visual. Uh, I, I think lends itself to the medium of film very very easily because uh, of course there is going to be a, a climactic scene that includes a, 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 a fight in the ring, right? Uh, but at the same time, we knew from the very beginning that what we were really after, what we were really after was not following a, the dreams of somebody who wants to be a famous boxer, but really what we were after is exploring the dynamics of that community and, and exploring the dynamics of that little place that helps the, helps the community. And, and, and yes, of course, a, a film about boxing, is a, a, we thought, is a really good vehicle for that because you have all the drama built in, right into it. And, and of course, boxing has been used in films uh, many times before as a, as a metaphor for, for perseverance, for, for fighting, for fighting for your dignity, for fighting for your identity, for fighting for better life. So we kind of knew that this is what we were after. So in this case, we went to the gym hoping to find a car, to find characters that would uh, supply with that kind of material. And and we were not disappointed because right away we saw we met so many people. So many. There were so many people who who had a story, who had that story yep.
2: of struggle and determination and hope, despite of everything.
0: We're speaking via Zoom today with Wojciech Lawrence, director, executive producer, and editor on the film *Fearless*, as well as Valentina Trevino, executive producer on Fearless. You can catch it as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival from April 23rd to May 2nd. It is streaming at calgaryundergroundfilm.org, where you can check out films like Fearless individually, or you can get, uh, you know, like a six pack, or you can, you know, get an entire festival pass and check out everything. Stylistically, you shot this film as an observational documentary. So give us a sense of how you approach shooting this film. So it unfolded in a way that makes us feel like we are in the gym with these people.
1: It is very much an observational documentary. And uh, there are several reasons for that. The, the, The main reason was that we wanted to make sure that it's the characters speaking for themselves. It is not us speaking for the characters, and it is not speaking. It is not us speaking over characters, projecting what we want to say about the community or or about or about them. Uh, so there is no voiceover whatsoever. Um, there is there is not a single moment of a talking head of a person sitting and talking to the camera. Everything is basically moments captured, real moments captured in the everyday life of the of the gym. Now, when you make a documentary like this, the only way to make a documentary like this is to uh, really make yourself a part of that community. And this is where we we spend many, many, many days uh, going to that gym and just hanging out with uh, with with them. And over time, you you build relationship, trust. you build trust. And you start asking people to wear microphones because of course, if you are a filmmaker, yeah. you know that the only way to do something like this is to have people wear a microphone. And, and just being very, very, very patient and not pushing anybody to say anything. Not... And
2: quiet in the corner <laughs> hiding behind.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm and just, and, just, and, just, and just, <laughs> just trying to blend, blend in as much as possible and stay out of their way as much as possible so so the style was to the approach was to give give them a microphone stay out of their way to the point where they forget that they're wearing a microphone and just patiently shoot everything and and then find the story in editing
0: well i think that's an element of the film that really makes it work because There seems to be a focus sometimes, you know, particularly when we talk about narrative stuff of like, oh, we have to make them feel what it's like to get punched or to be in this fight or to really kind of like get as close as we possibly can. But you get close in such a different way. You get intimate um, almost from a distance, like like you're there and you overhear all these things, but you're not trying to imply it with the camera. And I think that's what what makes it work much stronger on an emotional level for the audience. Um, And that kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk a little bit about is that often audiences have this heightened expectation or sense of drama for what should happen in a documentary film, because we're so used to that structure in narrative storytelling, right? So tell us a little bit about how your your film kind of avoids that trap, yet maintains a sense of just how high the stakes are personally for these people.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. You, you were freezing there a lot. Okay, so, my bad. I'll,
0: just, I'll just reboot the questionnaire because it, it didn't on this okay. side, but, uh, but I'll just kind of reframe it for you again. Sorry about that, internet. Okay. That's what happens sometimes. I'll just reboot it for you and let me know if you have an issue with it. Uh, often audiences have this kind of expectation of a heightened sense of drama uh, in what should happen in a documentary. But I think that happens a lot of the time because we're so used to that happening in nor- narrative storytelling, right? You know, whether it is something like Rocky Creed or whatever, the, the thousands of boxing movies that we've seen before. So talk just a little bit about how your film avoids that trap, yet maintains a sense of just how high the stakes are personally for each one of these people.
1: So when... When we came into working on this documentary, we, we were very much aware of that expectation. Well, there, there is an expectation of a drama building, of course. Um, sometimes films take it a little bit too far. Sometimes that feels artificial, and if this is something that's, that can be difficult to pull out in a, in a documentary. Uh, our approach from the very beginning was to uh, create an anchor or a skeleton for a film, have an understanding from the very beginning that the film going must culminate with a fight. And, and beyond that, just trust our instincts and trust that whatever happens and whatever footage we get is going to be enough. Uh, because we did not want to instigate, we did not want to push, we did not want to persuade, persuade. we did not want to make people say things that they wouldn't otherwise say if if it was just them over there without the camera. So it was, in a a sense, it was making this film was a bit bit like taking a gamble. We knew there was going to be a fight. Of course, we didn't know what the outcome of the fight was going to be. And then knowing that there is going to be a fight, there's going to be a main fight for our main characters, we knew that we had to capture a lot of footage before that would provide us with enough investment from the audience into these characters where the audience would really care about what happens in that in that fight. Um, So again it really it really was a gamble and it really was just being patient and hoping it happens and hoping that the characters are interesting enough And, and also something that we often don't think about as viewers there's a lot of footage that did not make it into the film. So the characters that the audience is watching, these are the most compelling, interesting uh, characters that we feel that the audience is emotionally invested in. But of course, there are other characters that we captured over many, many days of shooting that just did not make it into into the film. Uh, But to answer your question, it was basically uh, hoping, hoping for the best and having that fight as an anchor.
0: You know, hopefully, our audience's uh, curiosity is piqued. Uh, they can always check out the film, of course, from April 23rd uh, to, to May 2nd at uh, Calgary Underground But if they want to kind of prepare themselves a little bit more and maybe connect with the film, how can they find uh, out more about Fearless on social media? Uh,
1: you can find me on uh, Instagram. So that's on Instagram. That's V O y-t-e-k underscore l-o-r-e-n-c on facebook just go to fearless dog film on facebook
0: yeah all right our guests today have been Wojciech Lawrence director executive producer editor and also Valentina Trevina executive producer of the film Fearless. It's a full-length documentary about a very small boxing club in a small town in Texas that has uh, a lot to offer its community. The film streams as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival, of course, and you can catch it from April 23rd to May 2nd at calgaryundergroundfilm.org. Voychek, Valentina, thank you so much for your time, and uh, thank you so much for the film. It is something that kind of bucks I guess what people might expect uh, would be your stereotypical sports documentary to really be a story about uh, people through the lens of sport.
1: Thank you for coming. Thank
0: you so much. All right. There we go. I think we covered most of it. Look, it took everything in my power not to say anything. And what my heart was ripped out (laughs) last three minutes. I was like, what is, how could they? Oh. Oh, yeah. So, like, does, are they completely did like were they able to move somewhere else because when i saw that i was so, like oh my god i, mean, I didn't want to say anything because it's so it's it it is like i just got punched at the end of the film right so where are they kind of at yeah. now
1: so they 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 shut down for a while they they shut down for several months but then they were able to reopen in a much much smaller location so uh, it's it's actually the place where they are at is probably like one quarter the size of of what you see in a film. So it's much much smaller, operating at a much smaller budget, fewer people, unfortunately, and it's still in the air whether they will continue or not because they're still struggling. So you know the the, the, the another interesting thing about this is that this is this is a private operation. This is not. This is not sponsored by a government. This is not even yeah. sponsored by, uh, anybody. <laughs> by, by anybody. This is <laughs> this is just some guy who likes boxing who wanted to have a gym and and he's paying for it. And and he's and he's not extremely wealthy either. So they are running into, into these issues. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, they, they are open right now, but it's unclear if they're gonna be open next month or the following month. It is kind of month by month situation Yep. Yeah. yeah it is it is very sad for sure yeah. and just because
0: yeah. like there was there was no real mention of it throughout the film which i think you know i mean it, it kind of blindsides you even more and, and i'm not suggesting you should have but it is that kind of it's such a harsh reality of even pre-covid like how difficult it mm-hmm. is to to kind of create a, a community space like that and, and have it be viable, even though there is a distinct need for it. It's just, it's just a real tragedy when places like that, that, you know, are so monumentally important to the people involved, and they just kind of fall by the wayside because, oh, there's not enough money, sorry. So we're going to put, I don't know a weed store in there or something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, nah, not that I'm against yes. that. Like, oh my God, of course that plays <laughs> money all day long. But, you know, who's helping the community more? Right? So. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely.
2: That's,
1: that's
0: exactly it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just wanted, I was just like, oh my God, I have to ask them about that. Because I was just like, what? And I knew it's probably, I'm like, oh my God, it's even worse now because one year later, like, <laughs> How do you even operate in these times with a gym like that? It's really difficult. So I was just hoping that everything is kind of at least on the upswing for them because um, that couple is so incredibly important to their community.
1: They, they are. They, yeah. they really are. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, we, we hope we hope for the best. We hope it works out for them Yeah. Like 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 you said, COVID is especially tough on them because you know how, how are you supposed to social distance in the ring, right? Yeah. So it's, it's it's difficult. And many and many of their patrons, many of the people who would go there, they just stopped going because, because of COVID. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This I mean that's where you'd kind of be able to really get deep in a in a post film QA, but I was like, I can't give that away. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, know, I, know, yeah. I want to talk what about is- it but we cannot.
1: I feel, I feel exactly the same way. It's frustrating because one of, one of the things I find interesting is that we, we were pretty much done with the film when we found out they were shutting down. Yeah. We had, I mean, the, the film was, we, we were already finishing editing it and then, and then we heard the word that, oh, they're shutting down. So of course we grabbed the camera, we went there, we shot that footage of them shutting down and suddenly, I mean, the ending would have been completely different if not, if not for that it's it, it does it is kind of a a punch, in the gut. punch. it is a punch in yeah, the gut at is. the end yeah and right. yeah yeah for, for sure,
0: sure. <sighs> well um thank you both uh for sharing the story of the fearless Jim. uh really enjoyed the uh yeah best of luck in the future thank you so much for your time both yeah. of you
2: for having us was we
1: appreciate fun. it it was it was it was a lot of fun and it's it's great talking to somebody who who watched the film and, <laughs> yeah. and enjoyed the film thank you so much <laughs> yeah. thank you so much
0: it yeah. so, so I, I know it's 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 kind of sad how often i hear that unfortunately where they're just like oh my god we actually talked about the film and it wasn't just a bunch of general no. questions no so it's about boxing um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. All Thank right. You. Take care, guys. Have a great day.
1: Yeah. yeah. Take care. Bye. All right.
0: Bye-bye.